In April 2019, the star of a headlining show at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival went out to dinner with donors, then drinks with friends in downtown Ashland. Tony Sancho was intoxicated when police encountered him, but instead of detox, he ended up in a county jail for more than 10 hours, handcuffed to a metal grate for several of them. For nearly a minute, a sheriff's deputy pinned his knee to Sancho's neck. I'm Andrew Thien, and this is Beat Check with the Oregonian. Up next, my colleague Noelle Crombie talks about her recent story looking into Sancho's 2019 arrest and detention. The 43-year-old actor filed a federal lawsuit last month, alleging excessive force by three deputies at that jail. His case comes as the nation continues to wrestle with protests over police brutality involving black men. But Sancho's attorneys argue it's bigger than that. I'm a brown man, Sancho told police officers after they moved in to handcuff him. You're white. We talked about the case, the ripple effect in Jackson County and the acting community, and what some cast members say it's like to be a person of color in Southern Oregon. Here's that conversation. Noelle Crombie, thanks so much for coming on the show again. Thanks for having me. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, who, who's Tony Sancho and how did he end up in Ashland, Oregon in 2019? Uh, he's, a, uh, he's an actor who um, has performed in regional theater around the country and uh, some roles on TV. He is a, a friend of a playwright, Octavio Solis, who wrote Mother Road, that was one of the uh, plays that the Oregon Shakespeare Festival uh, put on last year in its 2019 season. And uh, Octavio told me he um, was sort of instrumental in getting uh, his friend Tony uh, to come to Ashland to play the lead role in that play, which is uh, sort of a modern day sequel to uh, John Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath. He also was in another show, uh, La Comedia of Errors, which is a bilingual adaptation of the comedy of errors. And uh, he was planning to spend the, you know, his the first his first full season uh, in in Ashland. So Tony's in town to uh, play a leading role in a play at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. That's that's a big deal. It's a festival that draws crowds from around the really around the the nation. It's a preeminent festival. But what happens in April of 2019? He uh, was out with uh, some friends. Uh, he'd had he had dinner uh, with uh, OSF donors and then went out with some friends uh, for uh, drinks in downtown. And uh, it was after he had parted ways with his friends for the evening and was walking home uh, to his uh, where he was living, which was you know sort of near the downtown, uh, that he encounter, first encountered an Ashland police officer. The officer's body camera video shows that uh, when he first sees Mr. Sancho, uh, Mr. Sancho is kind of takes a staggered step into the one of the sh- deserted downtown streets in Ashland, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that prompts the officer who is responding to a 911 call about an intoxicated person downtown. Uh, he stops the car uh, and gets out and approaches Mr. Sancho and sort of guides him to a curb. Uh, and he takes a seat uh, and, and has a, about a 15 or so minute conversation with that officer and eventually two others who, who um, end up arriving. Why did you ultimately want to write about what happened to Mr. Sancho that night? You know, I I heard from 
um, people out of Southern Oregon after that first story ran, and I heard from people in theater who were alarmed by what they saw uh, on the video of Mr. Sancho's detention in the Jackson County Jail. Um, and it seemed like a story worth uh, a closer examination. Um, we didn't have the, the, the first story that I did really looked at what happened to him in jail. Uh, we really didn't know the circumstances. Uh, we didn't know the details of the circumstances that that led to to his, you know, being detained. So mm-hmm. I wanted to get a firmer handle on that. Uh, and that 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 initial story prompted, you know, uh, response from elected leaders in um, in Ashland and sort of a, an outcry there. And so uh, it it was, seemed like a story we, we should we should follow and and flesh out a little bit more. And it turned out, you know, this is a story that has some resonance uh, for. Um, you know this moment where where police accountability is in the spotlight, um, and and also it looked at this uh, relationship between uh, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, which is a very prestigious, um, iconic event in Southern Oregon, and um, civic leaders and and the community, the overwhelmingly white community uh, where um, where it's based. For folks who might not have read your first story um, that that looked into. Um the 2019 arrest and detention. Can you describe what happened to Mr. Sancho when he arrived at the Jackson County Jail? Uh, what, what, uh, how was he treated and how long was he there? Just to set that up a little bit, he initially police were told him he was going to detox. He could not produce a ID that had a current address. He couldn't, he, he provided an address that was, turns out to be incorrect. It was a correct street number, but the incorrect street. Um, he could not produce the name of a, a friend uh, or acquaintance who could get him home safely. Mm-hmm. And so the officers said uh, that that left them with no choice but to take him to detox. You know, they say he, you know, he uh, became combative. Um, and you can see that he is panicked when they go to put handcuffs at him, on him. And so instead of detox, he ends up um, uh, being taken to, to the jail uh, in Medford on a, a resisting arrest charge as a misdemeanor. Uh, he's in the jail in a uh, you know cell by himself, and at some point early on, he's 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 in handcuffs in the cell, and, and mm-hmm. we know this because we can see the video. Uh, and uh, he's banging on the cell door, and after a period of time, that prompts. Uh, jailers to enter the cell, and they um, they sort of you know aggressively uh, pull him to the ground and uh, subdue him and move the handcuffs, which he had successfully managed to get the handcuffs into into the front of his body. They move them back to the, the behind his body, and then they left the cell. And then he continued to um, you know make noise, and uh, we can see that in the jail logs that uh, that I was able to obtain, uh, you know, that that they're noting that he was making some noise uh, in the jail, and that prompted them to come back into the jail again and to, uh, to into the cell again, and then to lock him to the grate on the floor where mm-hmm. he remained uh, for a couple of hours. His whole experience in the Jackson County Jail uh, lasted for more than 10 hours, and about two and a half of them he spent locked to this uh, grate on the cell floor. And so Mr. Sancho has um, filed a federal lawsuit uh, alleging excessive force, right, to put a finer point on it. Yes, and the lawsuit names 
Jackson County uh, and and uh, does not name Ashland Police Department. Who are the officers who encountered him uh, on the street um, after 1 a.m., according to video that, that we saw? That's right. Okay. So, um, and we should probably point out at this point that uh, you have not uh, your stories have not quoted um, Tony Sancho, right? He he has not agreed to an interview. That's right. Uh, he his attorney uh, his attorneys say that he remains um, traumatized by this experience and uh, is not ready uh, to speak publicly about it. So this is a guy who comes to town for this role, which is you know, like you said, um, the lead role of, of a, of a big play at Oregon Shakespeare Festival. What do we know of how his arrest and, and this incident, how did this play out in 2019? Were there, was this in the news? Was this something people were talking about? It, it was, uh, something that the theater community, this closely knit theater community was aware of because Tony, ended up, you know, he he went right from the jail to the theater that day when he was released. And he had just minutes to get on stage. And they, in fact, were getting an understudy ready to take over his role. And they were really scrambling uh, because they'd gotten late notice that he he was not going to be in the show. And so when he finally, when he arrived uh, at the theater, still in the clothes that he had had on the previous night, uh, they he wanted to meet with his um, colleagues uh, and told them what had happened, and um, they were very shaken by it. Uh, so we know that you know other actors were aware of it, and and word of this also you know the the, the director of the the play was Bill Rausch, who was the longtime artistic director of OSF. He mm-hmm. now is um, in New York City, but so he he was aware of it. The playwright, Mr. Solis, was aware of it. Um, this prompted um, meetings between executives with OSF and the police um, to to you know for the for OSF to express its concern and alarm over what had happened. But in terms of something in the Ashland Daily Tidings or the Mail Tribune or any of the local TV stations, um, that wasn't something that that happened back in 2019? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, Let's take a break and talk a little bit more with Noel Crombie about uh, Oregon Shakespeare Festival and uh, Tony Sancho's arrest in 2019. Okay, Noel. So I grew up in Southern Oregon. I know Oregon Shakespeare Festival pretty well. Um, we were lucky enough as as kids growing up in public school to get to go to field trips and get to see shows growing up. But uh, your reporting had some pretty amazing statistics that I wasn't aware of. Um, what's the cast of a OSF ensemble look like uh, these days, especially back in 2019? Can you describe you know, who the actors are and, and kind of uh, what they look like. It's a very diverse acting company uh, that was a, has been a priority of um, OSF in um, recent years. And as of last year, the acting company was um, made up of 70% of people of color. Um, and, and it should be, you know, said that, you know, Jackson County 
however, is is overwhelmingly uh, white, mm-hmm. um, and so and rural and um, and largely conservative outside of of Ashland. And when you talk to some of um, some of the cast members who who worked with Tony, um, what was their impression of of Ashland and of Jackson County in general, or former um, former OSF? Um, actors is it someplace that they feel comfortable or at least the folks you talk to yeah i i think uh that they see it as um you know a really as a, a special place um that where still um people of color don't always feel welcome um and and i think that uh runs counter to our uh perception and ideas of of ashland in particular which you know, it really is um, a progressive enclave or a liberal enclave in, in a conservative county uh, in Oregon. Um, but, you know, it is a region that uh, whose past is, is uh, marked uh, by white supremacy. Uh, it was considered sort of the, the doorway through which the Klan came into the state in mm-hmm. the early 20th century. And some and, and that legacy uh, um, still haunts uh, the region. I spoke with uh, an actor who is black? Who said that um, if he leaves town, you're 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 in you're in rural Oregon, and that there are places there where he just you know doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't feel wanted. Yeah, I uh, have a memory from my middle school days of being shown a picture of a street with uh, people marching in uh, uh, white robes, the KKK, and we're supposed to guess where it is. And you know, ultimately, we we learned that it was Ashland, Oregon, in the early 1900s um not not so early 1900s right so this is not not even distant history that's right and also um you know just outside of town there's dead indian memorial highway uh in the mountains right outside uh, of of ashland so it's it's an area that uh you know there's there's a lot of uh, um racism that that still exists yeah and i you know i asked um the current director of um, OSF for her reaction to uh, the situation with Mr. Sancho. And she uh, is, you know, new to the region. Uh, she is a black woman. And she said that, you know, that that she, she had heard many stories uh, from people of color about their experiences with local law enforcement. And, and she had said that, that those, hearing those experiences veiled her view of of this beautiful town, that was her her quote, and um, so it's it's clearly um, for people of color in the region not always a welcoming place, and I think that this incident with Mr. Sancho kind of highlights some of that. So um, we're talking in the middle of this pandemic that is, um, you know, affecting everything <laughs> in our lives, as well as the ongoing protests here in Portland, approaching 100 days for racial justice and against police brutality. What have those dueling kind of life-altering movements, um, how have they manifested in Ashland? Or do you have a sense of how that's affecting Ashland or, or Jackson County? Well, I mean, we know that the pandemic has had a devastating uh, effect on, um, at least on the Shakespeare Festival, uh, that, which canceled its uh, season uh, 2020 season due to the the pandemic, um, and 
and we also, you know, there have been uh, Black Lives Matter um, protests and demonstrations there. Uh, there, there was a, a demonstration um, in Rogue River, um, mm-hmm. a rural community not too far from from Ashland, uh, over the weekend that turned pretty volatile, um, according to local news reports, um, where um, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, protesters were greeted with a counter-protesting by opponents, and um, so I, I, th- I think that the issues we're we're seeing here in Portland play out are playing out in Southern Oregon, um, and and I and I think you know this this story also highlights that uh, you know small town Oregon is not immune from the issues and concerns that we're writing about in Portland. Given um, kind of the high profile nature now with the federal lawsuit um, in alleging excessive force, plus um, the loss of this season and kind of the historic um, issues in recent years at OSF due to wildfires affecting the ability to have shows at the Elizabethan Theater, the kind of masterpiece outdoor venue there. How concerned uh, or did you get any sense of how concerned OSF folks are about long-term viability right now? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And no, I didn't speak to them about that. I, I think, uh, you know, I did talk to the mayor um, uh, and I, I think it is um, a, a, a priority for them. It's a very big concern. Um, OSF is a, um, it's a huge draw to Southern Oregon. And I think it was last year, OSF told me they, uh, the the uh, the season drew 120,000 people to the region, generated 120 million for the state economy, um, and the there are a whole bunch of businesses that have um, grown up uh, over the years to respond to um, out of towners coming in to see these really high quality performances, and that's not happening this year. Um, so I, I didn't speak with OSF about it, but the at least the local uh, political leaders are uh, concerned and worried about, uh, you know, long-term implications of uh, the theater and its health. We didn't uh, address this yet, but what about law enforcement or, um, you know, the uh, legal uh, apparatus down in Jackson County and Ashland? What what are people saying about about this video, the arrest and, and the lawsuit? Well, Jackson County has said very little. Um, I reached out to the district attorney, the sheriff, the three uh, members of the county board of commission, the county attorney. Um, I've received no um, sort of you know, meaningful response to any of my questions. Um, they've cited the, you know pending litigation as a reason right. for not being able to discuss um, you know their to res- their response. Um, I did talk to the chief of Ashland who was freer in his ability to respond because they're not being sued. Um, And he said, you know, he defended uh, pretty vigorously his uh, officer's um, actions and said uh, that the, that the situation in which Mr. Sancho found himself was of his own making that uh, basically um, he was, uh, combative and um, instead of complying with the officers, he resisted and ended up not going to detox as they had hoped to take him, but to jail. And that that was really his own responsibility. And when I, you know, asked him about, you know, the 
potential role, if any, of race um, or ethnicity. Um, he, you know, he just flatly rejected that um, and said um, that he's aware that that issue um, is a sensitive one um, in, in a lot of interactions, uh, but but that doesn't mean that officers' actions are, in this case, were driven by that. He he supported his officers and and said that uh, they acted um, largely as he would have hoped they would. Now, in the uh, body camera footage um, that you obtained from uh, Sanjo's attorney, really about midway through, um, once they've kind of exhausted all of, all of the, your attempts to to um, to find people who might have known Tony downtown, that's when things really kind of escalated. Um, where he said at one point, I, I know I'm not in trouble. That's the problem. And he really appeared to snap, um, you know, out of, out of, uh, you know, out of his situation and appeared very scared. Um, and that ultimately is what you titled your piece, right? I, I'm a brown man and you're white. I mean, what, what if anything, did uh, his attorneys say about that moment or kind of what was going through his mind at that time? That's a question I had hoped to discuss with him. And so I don't have a lot of clarity on that. But I think what we can see when we look at the video is that he's clearly uh, sort of panicked in that moment, that that things are largely cordial and agreeable. Uh, and then when three officers uh, who happen to be white move in and place hands on him and go to restrain him, he... Um, the the whole uh, atmosphere uh, changes in, in this exchange, and um, it becomes uh, a really a much different encounter. and um, And he says uh, pretty quickly, as soon as they go to put cuffs on him, that you know he points out his own ethnicity, their ethnicity. Uh, one of the officers tells him to shut up. Uh, he is becomes upset about that, um, and things just sort of continue to escalate in the encounter until he's in the, in the car into the police cruiser. I should say, by the way, that the police chief said that the encounter, um, he didn't have any concerns about it really, uh, except he, he wished that the officer had not told Mr. Sancho to shut up. Now, um, was Mr. Sancho ultimately, um, charged with any crime? No, uh, the uh, the district attorney uh, dropped the charge. Um, the police chief said that he had uh, encouraged that um, move, um, not because you know there wasn't enough proof to um, support it, but you know, sort of in the broader um, benefit of the community relations um, for the good of for the good of that, he he uh, suggested that the charge be withdrawn. Now, um, what kind of feedback or, um, you know, what happened after you posted your initial story and I guess what's happened since uh, you posted uh, your more in-depth piece uh, in terms of um, people reaching out to you? Yeah, I've heard from um, a number of people uh, both after both of these stories. They, uh, I've heard from readers, residents and uh, political leaders and uh, theater, people in the theater um, who were really grateful to see some deeply reported journalism out of Southern Oregon on this incident and that uh, they, you know, appreciated the spotlight on what happened here and were also, you know, eager for some 
some kind of government accountability or response to it. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've heard from a lot of people, including, you know, just up to this morning um, and um, theater folks from around the country have reached out and uh, are grateful for the uh, coverage, you know, uh, or the Oregon Shakespeare Festival is, is a really well-known um, uh, event and maybe Oregonians take it for granted, but it is, it's well-known around the country and artists of, um, flock there to work and people come there to, to see these really remarkable performances in a beautiful part of the state. And this story puts that region in a different light. Well, thanks so much for your reporting and for taking the time to talk about it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Beat Check with the Oregonian. I shared a link to Noelle's story in the episode notes. If you like this show, please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It helps others find the program. You can support the show directly by subscribing to Oregon Live at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.